Amen. Well, we're going to come to the word right now this morning. And this is a word that God has laid on my heart for us as we come back together. You know, as I was thinking about, as I was praying and preparing about what to bring, there was a, a lot of different messages that I could have shared this morning. There was a lot of things that God dropped on my heart. You know, it could have been about fear, you know, about overcoming fear, about stepping into this next season. We don't have to be afraid. And I thank God for that. You know, this morning I could have shared about the second coming because everything that we are going through right now is pointing to the fact that Jesus is coming again. You know, I could have shared about God's faithfulness, how he's carried us through this past season. And we could have talked about that and looked at that this morning. But this morning, the title of this message that God has laid on my heart is Get Used to Different. Get Used to Different. And we're going to read this morning from Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. Get Used to Different. And it says this. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I let down the nets again. And this time the nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout of for help brought their partners in other boats and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed... They left everything and followed Jesus. You know, I'm sure that you'll agree this morning. It's been an amazing year, isn't it? I wonder, did any of you plan at the start of the year for a global pandemic? Anybody? No, nobody planned for that this morning. No, no, I didn't plan for that at the start of the year. You know, we, uh, Chloe and I, we were planning for holidays. We had all these different ideas for what this year was going to look like. At the start of this year, I shared the vision that God had laid on my heart for us as a church, which is to go deeper in God. You know, God laid that vision on my heart. And, you know, we were believing for a great year. Then in March of this year, everything changed, didn't it? Everything changed, not just church-wise, but in our everyday lives. Everything changed. Our daily routines, our daily rhythms, everything went out the window when Boris Johnson announced that we were on lockdown because of this pandemic. Fear arose in everybody's hearts. The way that we did things changed. Everything has changed. I know over these last few months, as we've just trying to go back to normal, things are different out there. I'm sure you'd agree. Even as you've come in here this morning, things are completely different. Everything has changed. Nothing is the same anymore. And it's all because of this pandemic. When you go into the shops, everything is different. There's two meters apart, people wearing masks. You know, I remember going into Tesco's even a few weeks ago and being afraid of that. You know, the first time I seen people with masks on, it was frightening to see. You know, you were afraid to touch anything, weren't you? You know, afraid to go near people. You didn't know how to re react. Everything is different. And you know, the truth is, 
it's going to be different for a long, long time. The way that, you know, it, it, many people are longing to go back to normal. We're all longing to go back to normal, aren't we? To get back into our routines, especially when school starts in September. We want to go back into routine, uh, work starts and all these different things. But the reality is normality has gone out the window. It's going to be a new normal from now on, which I'm sure is a phrase you've heard over these last few months. It is a new normal. You know, as we read this morning from Luke chapter 5, we see that something was about to change for these fishermen. Their normal was going to be thrown out of the window. In Luke chapter 5, we see this group of fishermen who had been out all night. We see Simon, Peter, James, John, the sons of Zebedee. They'd been out all night trying to catch some fish, but they were unsuccessful. We can see, even though this was their livelihood, they were very good at this job. They were pretty poor at this job because they'd been out all night and they caught nothing. And if you actually read through the Gospels, you'll find that there's a, there was another occasion where they went back to fishing and they still didn't catch anything. They were useless at their job, but they'd been out all night trying to catch some fish. So in the morning, they head back to shore and, you know, they come back with their nets. They put their, their boats on the shore and they go off to wash their nets. All of a sudden, a crowd gathered around on the beach. Now, I'm not sure what the weather was like that day. I don't know if it was an annual trip for a group of people to go to the beach that day, but the Bible says that there was a group of people had arrived on the shore and they see that there's Jesus there. Jesus is on the shore. That's why this crowd of people had come. Jesus was there and he was teaching the people. But the Bible tells us that this crowd was growing and it was growing. And so Jesus, he wanted to, to push out. He wanted to see everybody. He wanted everybody to hear him. So he noticed that there the, were some boats on the shore. So he jumps into one of the boats. All of a sudden, Simon Peter comes along and he says, you know, can you push me out a bit further? Can you push me out so everybody can hear me? And so Simon says, yes, you know, Simon, actually the Bible tells us here that, that Simon probably never met Jesus before. Simon never, didn't even know who Jesus was in this situation. These fishermen had no idea who this guy was, but all they knew was they come back from fishing and all of a sudden there was a random guy in his boat and telling him to push it out a bit further so he could speak to the crowds. But it's amazing. Simon Peter says, yeah, okay, you know, carry on, go for it. So the Bible says that Jesus, he continued to preach to the crowd. Now, it was no coincidence that day. I believe that with all my heart. It was no coincidence that Jesus turned up on that shore. And we see that Jesus wasn't just there to just preach to all the crowds. Jesus had another motive there. It was part of God's plan for him to be on that shore that day and to come into contact with Peter and James and John. It was part of God's plan. Nothing is a coincidence without God. And I want to maybe say that to somebody who's here this morning. God isn't a God of coincidence. God knows what he's doing. He's got a plan and purpose for our lives. He has got a perfect will for our lives. And we see here that it was part of his plan to be on that shore that day. Then the crowds, they disperse and, and Jesus begins to speak with Peter and he's in the boat and Peter gets back into the boat and, and they go out a little bit further. And as I said, Simon didn't even know who Jesus was, but yet here he is talking with Jesus. And then Jesus says this strange line then in verse four, it says in Luke chapter five, verse four, he says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. As I said, Simon didn't know who this guy was. Simon, I'm sure, thought that this guy was just a rabbi like the other Pharisees or Sadducees. He didn't know who he was talking to. So why on earth was he taking advice from a teacher of religious law? Why was he listening to him? 
you know, I'm sure Simon thought, well, you know, this guy seems a bit crazy. Why is he trying to give me fishing advice? I'm the fisherman here. I don't need any advice off this guy. You know, he's just a teacher. Why is he giving me advice? But listen to what Simon says there. In the, the four, in verse five, he says, Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. Basically, what Simon is saying here, do you know who you're talking to? I'm the fisherman here. Do you know who I am? I don't even know you, but I'm the fisherman here. We were out all night. You don't know what we've been going through to try and catch some fish. But listen to what he says there at the end of verse five. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. You know what's amazing here is that Simon, even though he had never come in contact with Jesus before, even though he knew that Jesus wasn't just a fisherman, he thought that he was just a, a rabbi, a teacher. Simon, even from that response, shows us that there was something different about Jesus. Simon realized in that moment that there was something different about this man who was in the boat with him. He wasn't just a normal rabbi. He wasn't just another teacher. He was going to listen to this man of God. He knew that there was something different about him. So he says, okay, I let down the net. There was something different about that guy. He obeys Jesus, even though it seemed crazy. And then we see something amazing happen. I love this. In verse six to seven, this is what it says. And it says, and this time, as they let down their nets, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. I'm sure Simon in that moment realized this isn't just an ordinary rabbi. This isn't just an ordinary teacher. There's something different about this man. There is something different about this man. And he says there, verse seven, a shout for help brought their partners in the other boats. And soon both boats were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. Both boats were filled, overflowing, and they were about to sink with fish. They caught nothing all night. They were useless at their job. But at the command of this man's word, all of a sudden, a miracle occurred. Jesus performed this amazing miracle. And listen to how Peter responds in verse 8 to 10. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. Notice that response. I'm such a sinful man. Peter knew in that moment. He wasn't in just the presence of an ordinary rabbi. He knew he was in the presence of Almighty God. He knew that he was in the presence of God. He knew that he had encountered the Son of God. And he said, leave me. Leave me. I don't. I can't be near you because of my sin. Leave me. He knew in that moment. And then it says there, verse 9, For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. Everybody was amazed at this incredible miracle. It says his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. They realized that day that they were in the presence of the Son of God. You know, that's the amazing thing about our God is that when we enter his presence, when anybody comes into his presence, we never leave the same. There is always an encounter that takes place and we are changed when we come into the presence of Almighty God. Because listen to what it says in verse 10 and 11. It says this, Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, listen to that verse 11, they left everything and they followed Jesus. When they came into the presence of Almighty God, their lives changed forever. And that's what happens when you and I come into the presence of Almighty God. Our lives will change forever. 
You know, that's what's supposed to happen when we come together as the family of God in church. We're supposed to come in one way, but we're supposed to leave totally different, changed by Almighty God. And that's why as a church, our number one value is the presence of God. We want God's presence, tangible presence with us, because we know that when God's presence is here, lives are changed forever. Lives are transformed forever. And we see here that on that day, these guys who were just going about their everyday business, when they came into contact with Almighty God, with the Son of God, their lives were changed forever. I know I believe the word of the Lord to us as a church as we get into this next season is get used to different. Get used to different. Their lives changed forever. These fishermen's lives, they were changed forever. They weren't going to catch fish anymore. Jesus had a greater plan. They were going to spread the good news of Jesus to all of mankind. They were going to partner with Almighty God in reaching this world. That was the mission that God had for them. And I believe the word of the Lord to you and I is get get used to different in this next season. You know, as we look out at our world out there, everything has changed. Everything's changed. Your everyday life, my everyday life, our world has completely changed. But you know, that isn't a bad thing. You know, that isn't a bad thing. And I believe it's not a bad thing because we as Christians should be used to that. We as believers shouldn't be living just a normal life like everybody else. We are called to be different. When we come into contact with God himself, our lives are changed forever. We are not called to live like this world. We are called to be in this world, but not of this world. We are citizens of heaven. We've been changed by almighty God. We are a new creation in our God and we should be used to different. But unfortunately, the church in recent years I just hid behind the four walls of a building, stayed inside and just hid away and then gone out into the rest of the week, same as the rest of the world. But we as believers should be used to different. The Christian life, and this is something that God has revealed to me even in this season, the Christian life is not a normal life. We shouldn't be used to just complacency and normality. Our life should be so radical and so different. We should be used to different. You know, when I read through the Gospels and see the life, the life that, that the disciples lived, when they followed Jesus, every day they would go around and see Jesus healing people, performing miracles, seeing demons fleeing, seeing the sick healed, seeing lives transformed. Every day was different. But yet for many of us, our Christian life is exactly the same every single day. But you know, I believe the life of a true believer is different and we should be used to different And I believe that we should be ready for that. And we shouldn't be afraid of this new change out there. We shouldn't be afraid of this new world. And the first reason we shouldn't be afraid is because God is with us. That's why we don't have to be afraid of different. Because our God is with us. God is with us every step of the way. He will be with us. He is shielding us. He is leading us. He is guiding us. You know, we as a church, we're a Pentecostal church. But as I've said many times, I don't want us to be a Pentecostal church by name. I pray that we would be a Pentecostal church by experience. That we would be a people full of the Holy Spirit. People led by the Holy Spirit. Following God's leading into whatever he has for us. Into the plan that he has for us. And you know, being a disciple of Jesus Christ means being used to different. We should be living a different life. And we see here with the disciples. What does it say there? Verse 11. As soon as they landed... They left everything behind and followed Jesus. They left their homes. They left their families. They left their jobs and they followed Jesus. And then they lived this incredibly radical life in seeing God at work in in this world. They seen God moving in this world. And you know, as believers, 
our lives should be so different to those out there. I'm not saying weird. I'm not saying strange. I'm not saying chaotic because we know our God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of order. I'm not saying that. But our lives should be, should be so different that when we come into contact with people, people should say, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about you. And we could say, yes, I'm a believer in Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. I've got Jesus living in me. It is because of Jesus I'm different. Wherever we go, our workplaces should be an opportunity for us to see God at work, to see the miraculous happening. This church shouldn't be just a routine of us going through the same old things every week. My prayer for us as a church is that there would be different things happening all the time. That every week we would see salvation. Every week we would see those who are bound set free. Every week we would see miracles taking place because that is the normal life for a believer in Jesus Christ. That is the normal life for the church. So we don't have to be afraid. Listen to this. And I believe this. God is calling us as a church to get used to different once again. I really believe this has been a season with all that's going on. God has used this season to shake up the church. To shake up the church to realize what really matters. That we as a people aren't just going with the flow. But we are people to be a people who are led by the Spirit. We're following the Spirit's guidance. Following our God. But listen to what it says in Romans chapter 12 verse 1 to 2 as I come to a conclusion. It says this in the message translation. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping. Eating. Going to work. And walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Listen to this. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I really believe, Gateway Church Cymru, this isn't a time for the church to shrink back. This is a time for the church to step forward. I've had more opportunities to share about Jesus in these last 20 weeks than I have done in all my life. This is a season to share about Jesus. This isn't a a time now for us as we come back together in person. This isn't a time for us just to get back into our normal routine of things. This is a time for us to awaken to God, surrender our lives afresh to God and say, God, lead us. God, guide us into all you have for us. You know the promise of God for us as a church? The latter days will be greater than the former days. And that doesn't sound like a comfortable church, a church stuck in a rut. That sounds like a church that is filled with the Holy Spirit, that is being led by God, that's got God's presence and seeing lives changed. And that is what we are believing for. And so as we head into this new season, Gateway Church Camry, let's get used to different because that is the life that we have been called to. That is the life we've been saved to. We are called to be a different people. Let's